Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast. This is episode number 12, season 5 of the Hawksbeat Podcast. And thank you, thank you for joining us. We're excited that you're here. However you stumbled onto the show, we appreciate you. So for the next 30 minutes or so, just sit back and relax. We have a lot of fun content for you this um I'll say this evening, I'm recording this evening, so I don't know when you're going to be listening to it, I don't know if you're at work, uh, on the way to work, uh, at home chilling, whatever the case may be, man, we appreciate you. Um, yeah, first things first, man, let's get rid of some of this housekeeping. So, we are the Hawksbeat Podcast, if you are just stumbling onto the show, we are a byproduct of thehawksbeat.com, we cover the Hawks, and... Uh, that's kind of what we do around here. <laughs> a lot of the things that we do is um, done on our social media platform. So we invite you to come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of that jazz. We have content. By content, we mean locker room interviews, post-game wrap-ups, um, articles, uh, all of that stuff. We have it all on our social media platform. So give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram like our page on Facebook. You can also subscribe to our podcast. I'm glad you asked me that. <laughs> you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, uh, Spotify. I mean, there's so many ways that you can get a hold of us uh, via the podcast, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. But we, we, what we would really appreciate is if you went to iTunes, take one second and give us a five-star rating. 
We would really appreciate that. That really helps us out in the podcast community. <laughs> and we would really appreciate it if you did that. So um, first things first, man, without any further ado, let's get into our first segment, something that we call um, the state of the Hawks. So the state of the the state of the Hawks is pretty much a segment in which we take a look at the drum roll, please. State of the Hawks. <laughs> we take a look at the record and where they stand in the standings and what is going on with them uh, as of now. So right now the Hawks are 26 and 48. They recently are coming off two uh, wins in a row, a two game winning streak. Man, uh, have knocked off two playoff teams. Uh, the Utah Jazz, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the last game, Trey Young hits a game winner with the 76ers, over the 76ers, and uh, it was an amazing game to witness. Make sure you guys go by our YouTube page and thehawksbeat.com to see our post-game wrap-up with locker room sound and the actual shot that Trey hit. It's pretty daggone amazing. So, this team is in a very good position because... They are playing well enough to have promise for the future, but not well enough where they can't get a lottery pick. <laughs> so right now, um, we're going to go on tankathon.com and see exactly where they are in the lottery uh, the lottery sweepstakes. So as you guys know, the Atlanta Hawks right now have the fifth worst record in the league that puts them 26 and 48 they're right above dallas who is 29 and 44 uh roughly three games ahead of them um the team above them is chicago which is 21 and 53 i doubt they'll creep up there to get to that four spot they'll probably be five maybe six so the way the draft is this year, it is not like it used to be. They want to try to discourage teams from tanking. So the way they've done it is the top four teams have pretty much, um, they just randomize it so that uh, even if you have the worst record in the league, the best you could do is a 14% chance of getting that number one pick. Now, where the Hawks stand currently, they are at five, which means they have a 10 point five percent chance of getting that number one pick uh they have a 42 percent chance of landing in the top four so that's pretty much where they stand right now another thing that you want to take a look out is dallas because we have dallas's pick if it is not in the top i believe it's top five protected i believe it's top five protected so they get dallas's pick if it lands outside of the top five so currently Dallas has a 90% chance to get that number one pick and a 37% chance of landing in that top four. So, so right now the chances are, uh, the numbers are in the Hawks' favor and they realistically could come away with two top 10 picks. So, um, we did something like this on the radio show on Sunday and I want to talk a little bit about the radio show in just a moment, but I'm going to do a simulation of the lottery. Now, if you go to tankathon.com, uh, you can simulate the lottery, and it's just it's just something fun that you can do and just see it, and it randomizes. That's a tough word to say. It does the random shakeup for the draft lottery to see 
where exactly the teams will let will will, will end up as far as the draft is concerned. So I'm going to do. I'm going to hit my trusty mouse and we're going to simulate and see where the Hawks land. So, okay. So in this lottery, <laughs> crazy. So, and of course, this is all just for fun. You know, the number one pick went to the Washington Wizards who have a 6% chance of getting the number one overall pick. You see, like crazy things like this can happen. There's no guarantee. Uh, I'm mainly saying that to everyone who was upset that the Hawks were winning basketball games. Look, so Washington got the first pick. Chicago Bulls got the second pick, followed by New Orleans, Phoenix, New York. Atlanta falls out of the top five, but not out of the top ten. So in this random draft, they get the seventh pick and the eighth pick because they get Dallas's pick, which will be pretty decent, man. I mean, I'd be okay with the seventh and eighth pick, you know. Um, but that is just to give you an idea of what could happen potentially with the, uh, with the draft and, uh, Hawks have about nine more games left, I believe. And, um, I mean, they're in good position, man. They're in good position. I don't think that they'll be bad enough to catch the bulls. I don't think they will be good enough for that, for the, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks to overtake them. Because Dallas, they've been taking hard, but the other night they did blow out the Golden State Warriors by like 30. So they're still playing with some semblance of trying to win, but they're not trying to win too much. So these last nine or ten games or so are going to be very interesting. So, um, yeah, that is it for the State of the Hawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 12. So, um, just wanted to get out some news and notes before we go into our main topic of the night, and that is going to be free agency. So, I'm going to take a look at free agency several times between now and, uh, shoot, until the beginning of the season, probably. (laughs) But, um... I started doing some research and I came up with some free agency targets, but going to explain that in just a moment. First things first, um, I want to tell you guys about the interview that we did on the Game Time Radio Show. So if you're new to the podcast, I also am co-host of the Game Time Radio Show, which airs here locally on Sunday at 6 p.m. on 1100 a.m. It airs on iHeartRadio and the TuneIn app. Um, we also stream live on Facebook, and you can get the show archived via via um, iTunes, any type of podcast format. We're on Spotify. We are on all of those platforms. So this Sunday, we had a special guest on the show. Our guest was Mr. Rayford Young, uh, Trey Young's father. Um, I, I, I've known Mr. Young since the beginning of the season, when Trey first arrived in town, all actually all the draft picks, uh, Trey, Amari, and Kevin, and I met Mr. Young, and we just had a good rapport over the season. I always see him at the games and speak to him, but I want to encourage you, Hawks fans, to go over to gtrradio1100.com. That's GTR. Uh, I'm sorry, GT Radio. 1100.com. That is our website. 
You can pick up the link via podcast. You can watch the Facebook uh, that's still up there. You can watch the Facebook live stream that's still up there. Uh, go and check out that interview with Mr. Young. Uh, great insight, man. A really good guy to talk to. Big fan of his, man. And, I mean, it makes pulling for Trey Young really easy when you see the type of people that he comes from, you know. And uh, I just really want to thank Mr. Young for coming on with us. And we had a great time. So make sure you check out that radio again at uh, gtradio1100.com and uh, check out that interview. Also, keeping in line with the Trey Young uh, <laughs> theme, congratulations are in order. Uh, our, our rookie point guard was named Eastern Conference Rookie of the Week. Shout out to Trey Young. And uh, he, he wins his award for the Eastern Conference, and I think James Harden got it for the West. And, uh, I mean, this is big because, I mean, he's won Rookie of the Month several, I think, two or three times. But for him to win the, uh, you know, the Player of the Week for the Eastern Conference is, is big. It's really big for a rookie, I mean, to, like, outdo everybody, but. Um, he's had a, a, a whale of a week. I think uh, the Hawks have gone two and one, and he is, he is playing his best basketball at the end of the season. And um, doing those three games, he's averaged twenty five points, eleven assists. The Hawks have gone uh, two and one, and um, I mean he's just had a he's getting stronger as the as the year goes along. Uh, he's had three straight games with 20 points and 10 assists. Um, shout out to the young man, man. Shout out to the young man. I was really happy to see that he got the award. We have a write-up on it. If you go to thehawksbeat.com, uh, you'll see that's the lead story right now. So shout out to Trey Young for winning the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. The last but not least, uh, as far as news and notes are concerned, we um, so you guys know me. I have lots of conversations with Hawks fans, and I do polls and stuff on the Twitter. <laughs> so uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure you give us a follow. We are at HawksBeat. And I see, i tell you what, I see a lot of going back and forth between Luka Doncic and Trey Young, the fans mainly, going back and forth about who deserves Rookie of the Year. And I got to be honest with you, man, it's kind of nauseating. It's kind of nauseating to see how much people really care about this award. I mean, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. But, like, the, the banter that goes back and forth, it just seems so over the top, man. So, I mean, it's to a point where you're just like, okay, guys, like, let's relax a little bit. Like, we're not going to win any money if we don't win this award. Okay? And the thing about it is, okay. I think Trey probably, I, I could see Trey winning the award from like from from like a co like a co winner standpoint. When uh, I think Grant Hill and Jason Kidd, I think they were co winners. They were the last co winners to win the Rookie of the Year. Could I see him winning it outright? Outright, like okay, he's gonna win it, and this is Luca's gonna be like a distant second. I don't I don't see that really happening. If Luca wins the award, I don't think it'll be the worst thing in the world. But I'm just saying, I think some of you guys, some of you Hawks fans, are going a little bit too hard on this Rookie of the Year award thing, man. 
just relax. I think that both teams are going to be fine. I think that both players are going to be fine. I think Luka is going to be an amazing player. I think that Trey is going to be an amazing player. If they don't get the award, then, you know, so be it. You know, some of you guys are going way too hard. Like, every day you're posting, like, okay, man. This is why Tracian, look, man, just relax, man. It's going to be okay. Even if Trey doesn't win the award, I think he's going to have a long, prosperous career. Take it with a grain of salt, man. Just relax, fall back a little bit, man. It's going to be what it's going to be, man. Like, just, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, from what I've seen, I have a lot of Hawks fans that, come, that follow me. And I follow a lot of Hawks fans because I like to get involved with, uh, I like to get involved with the fan perspective. And I'm just saying, it's a little much. <laughs> it's a little much. So uh, let's just relax on that. And I think that um, whatever happens is going to happen. So, um, yeah, so that's Hawks News and Notes. All right, so this is the segment where we're going to talk. Uh, it's pretty much the story of the day segment. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hawks free agency. Um, I'm going to do probably three, four, maybe even five at the most. Five at the most free agency podcast segments, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm not doing I'm not going to do five. I'm not going to do five. That's too many. <laughs> I might do like, okay, maybe like three or four. It is a lot uh, between now and next season. There's going to be a lot of free agency talk. But I want to I want to give listeners a, a reasonable thought process when it comes to free agency and what the Hawks can do with their money, what they probably won't do with their money, and just my perspective on it. Now, you feel free to agree or disagree with what you want, but I'm going to give my opinion on it. Um, when we talk about free agency, you're not going to hear me list, uh, Kevin Durant. You're not going to hear me list Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I'm just not, look, man, I, I, I gotta be realistic, man. So when these folks talk about, Hey man, all we need to do is get Durant and Kawhi and then we're going to be straight. Nah, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I've looked at this from a realistic, realistic standpoint. Um, as far as free agent is concerned, free agency is concerned, the Hawks right now have about $50 million. Now, keep in mind that $50 million uh, of open space doesn't take into consideration any free agency, any free agency uh, guys that you get in free agency, and it doesn't take into account any draft picks that you have to sign. So, I mean, it says right now you have $50 million open in contracts. You're still going to eat into that some bit, but... You do have enough for a max player if you want to max the guy out. Um, I know a lot of talk has been made about possibly bringing Clay Thompson here. Uh, I'll get to that when I get to the shooting guard portion of uh, the podcast. But I want to start from the top. So what I wanted to do is take a look at guys that are under um, contract for next year and guys who... Um, Possibly could be free agent fines for the Hawks, all right? Um, look at their needs. Look at what we need, what we don't need. The money, because the, the money the money's the biggest part, man. Like, the money is the biggest part. People always talk to me about, oh, what should the Hawks do? What should the Hawks do as far as the roster is concerned? What should the Hawks do 
as far as money, I mean, as far as uh, who we should bring in. And the first thing that I always do, I always go to basketballreference.com and I look at the money. How much money do you have to spend? How much money um, does this player make? How much money do you think this player is going to ask for? Because those things are important in the grand scheme of things. Um, guys want to get paid. <laughs> and, and some organizations don't want to pay players. I mean, they're, they're in a situation where we're not really trying to pay players. I think that right now, I don't think that Travis is really trying to break the bank on any big-name free agent. I just don't think it could happen. I mean, I just don't think that that is the move that he wants to make. Could he make it? Possibly. Possibly. Um, I, just, I just wouldn't bet on it based on what I know. And how uh, the trend that he's uh, set forth in in the past. So um, first thing we we'll look at is point guard. Point guard is pretty much point guard is pretty much the strongest position for the Hawks right now. Of course, you got Trey Young, who is the obvious. He is the obvious alpha on this team moving forward. Uh, however, you do need to bring up a backup point guard. You need you need to bring in a backup guy. Jalen Adams. He's a nice young guy. I love him, uh, but he doesn't do anything. To me, uh, extremely well. Um, the offense isn't as efficient. It doesn't run as efficient when he's on the floor. And uh, upgrade is definitely needed. So from a standpoint of what do you want in a backup point guard? You don't want to bring in a young guy who wants to come in and take Trey's spot. You want to look for some veterans who aren't too old, uh, some guys who aren't going to cost you a lot of money. And some guys who maybe can give you a little bit of a different dynamic. So that was the thinking of what I was thinking about when I was putting this list together about free agency fines for the Hawks. So uh, from a point guard standpoint, here are three free agents that I think the Hawks should look at. Number one, Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. And you'll see there's a theme to a lot of the guys who I think that uh, the Hawks should bring on. You look at the Hawks' offense right now. Everybody always wants to increase the offense. Everybody always wants to bring in a guy who can score 20 points, a guy who's dynamic, a guy who can shoot this, that, and the other. But the, the peanut butter of the team, the glue of the team, are guys who are going to play defense. This Hawks team has already proven that they can score the ball, they can score the ball in bunches, and they don't need a lot of offensive uh, acumen as far as um, as far as uh, you know shooting the ball or whatever. So I think Patrick Beverly would be a wonderful target for the Atlanta Hawks. He gives you that nasty, and he's a guy that you hate if he is not on your team. He can give that second squad a defensive edge. Uh, if he's out there on the court, man, he, he is uh, probably one of the top tier defensive point guards in the NBA. Um, seven points a game this year. He's only making five point seven million this year. So you got to look at you may be able to get a bargain for him. Um, I doubt that the Clippers will let him go. I think that the Clippers are going to resign him um, because he's a very valuable guy. But who knows, man? But I think Pat Beverly is a guy that you look at. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier for the Knicks. Emmanuel has been, um, the move to New York has been really good for Moutier. Uh, he's putting up 14 points a game 
And again, bargain basement, guys. <laughs> He's only making $3.5 million this year. You may be able to get him for like 5 or $6 million. Again, you want to look at guys who give you good talent and give you production for, <laughs> not going to say the least amount of money, but for the least amount of money. So we got Pat Beverly, you got Emmanuel Moody, and the last guy I like is uh, Alfred Payton, man. Alfred Payton is a solid veteran guy. Uh, he's putting up 10 points a game in New Orleans. You know that he wants to get up out of New Orleans. Nobody's going to want to be in New Orleans, man. Nobody wants to be in New Orleans. 10 points a game. I like Payton when he was a free agent the first time. I thought that they should have taken a run at him. But I think that Payton would be a good look as far as the point guard is concerned. Again, 10 points a game. He's only making $3 million this year. You might be able to get him for the cheap. So uh, those are the guys who I like at the point guard position. So moving on to the shooting guard position, two guard position. Uh, you got Kevin Herter is tentatively your shooting guard of the future. And I say tentatively because that's all depending on his development. Uh, I think next year is going to be a big year for Kevin. They're really high on Kevin. They like Kevin. And um, it's going to be big to see how he matures. Uh, I've always said uh, when you're in that two-guard position, you got to be aggressive. Aggressive Kevin Hooter is so much better than non-aggressive Kevin Hooter. Uh, a lot of things about Hooter is, uh, one of the things about Hooter is, and I keep saying Hooter, I mean Herder, Herder, Kevin Herder. Uh, Kevin Herder is actually more than a shooter, man. The past couple of games, uh, Coach Pierce has played him at the point. We've seen his ability to drive to the rack. So he's more than just a shooter, man. Um, however, he still has a tendency to disappear. Uh, if it's going to be one of your perimeter players, man, he has to have that consistency putting up shots, just put up shots. I like to see Kevin shoot. One big factor also is going to be the status of one Mr. Kent Bazemore up in the air. Now we know Kent was the topic of some trade deadline moves. Uh, his status weighs heavily of what the Hawks are going to do in free agency. I think a Hawks moving Bays. On draft night is something on the table, especially if they lose out on the Dallas pick. Um, they started the season as a starting two guard. Um, you got to look at his contract. He has a he has a player option for seventeen mil. He would be a fool. <laughs> he would be a fool not to opt in for that seventeen mil. He's gonna opt in for that seventeen mil, and then the Hawks will have to trade him. <laughs> I'm playing. I mean, they may keep him. And if they keep him, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. you got to understand what I'm saying. Like, both things can be true. Um, the Hawks can actually afford to pay him because nobody has a huge contract on the squad. Question is, does Travis Schlink, the GM, think Bays is worth that 17 mil? So a lot is going to um, – a lot of what they do as far as the two guard is concerned – is going to hinge on what they feel Kent Bazemore is or what they feel they can do with that 17 mil uh, with Kent Bazemore, that, his contract. So the two guard free agents for the Hawks that I like. A lot of people are talking about Klay Thompson. Even my, my co-host on the Game Time Radio show on Sundays, they they like the Klay Thompson, bringing Klay Thompson to Atlanta. Um, my position is this. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. And personally, I don't think that's the right move for Trey Young. I think that if Clay move, if, if he leaves Golden State, he's going to go somewhere where he wants to be um, 
I'm not going to say he wants to be the alpha dog, but I think he kind of wants to be the alpha dog. I think he wants to show people what he can do on his, not necessarily on his own, but I think he's kind of tired of being the third option. However, he could not be the tired of being the third option and just try to stay in Golden State. Um, I don't believe Kevin Durant's going to stick around much longer there. Um, I could be wrong, but all of the research that I've done on Clay Thompson says that if he does leave Golden State, if he does, and that's a big if, he's going to end up one of four places. If he does leave Golden State, and that's a big if. And those places are Boston, Brooklyn, the Clippers, or the Lakers. So outside of Golden State, I think those are the four landing areas for Klay Thompson. So I don't even have him on my list as far as um, free agent talk, free agent targets for the Hawks. Now, Again, I kind of have a trend on guys that I like when I when I pull up these free agency uh, targets. Uh, the first guy, J.J. Redick. I've all, you guys know me. You guys know me. I've always been a fan of shooters, especially at the two-guard position. If you're a two-guard, I'm an old-schooler. I'm built old-school like that. If you are a two-guard, you, you should be able to shoot. Shooters spread the floor. Shooters help the offense uh, in a way that... that, that it just makes it different for the whole five collective unit when you're out there playing. JJ Reddick, at this point in career, at this point in his career, JJ Reddick probably wants to play for a contender. To be honest with you, um, he's still a valuable shot maker. Um, he will always have value in the NBA, as far as I'm concerned, because he can make shots. The Hawks run a lot of space and pace. They need they need shot makers. So, um, I mean, again, this is me personally. I think that he would be an asset to this squad. I think that uh, he would aid Kevin Herter in his development. And you probably, you probably would have to overpay to get him here, to be honest with you. But, again, in, at this point in his career, he probably wants to play for a contender. contender. And the last two contracts he's had has been like two-year deals. But uh, we'll see. But I like J.R. JR Reddick. Uh, he's putting up 17 points a game now, man. So it's not like he, he's falling off at all. Uh, he's making 12.12. Mill uh, over uh, this season, so that's kind of like the space part where he is. I think that he'll go on the market for somewhere between thirteen to fifteen million a year. I don't know. I, I imagine he wants to get paid, so you got to figure that in as well. The second guy I like is Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. Keep in mind, listen to me. Let me sell you on this because I know some of you guys looked at me funny when I said Iman Shumpert. Shump is only twenty-eight years old. He still has gas in the tank. He is seen as a defensive player, and the Hawks need a guy with his mentality. Again, the same argument that I made with Pat Beverly. He is a guy who's pretty much falling out of the rotation in, in, about to say Huntsville, in Houston. So I doubt they're going to pay to bring him back. He's making ten point million. He's, he's making ten million a year uh, this year. So, um, I don't know how much money he's going to be asking. I don't know if he's trying to get paid or just trying to stay, you know, relevant, you know. Um, but I think that he could bring a little bit of nasty to this second team. That's what you need. You need personality. This team is a young team, and, and, and they've shown that they can score the ball. But one of their, one of their Achilles heels is defense. you got to bring in some defensive guys. I think Iman Shepard would be a guy uh, that could bring value to this Hawks team. Uh, next up for the two guards, Denny Green. 
Danny Green is having a 10 points a game. He's making $10 million. Um, I'm not sure Toronto, um, I don't know how Toronto feels about Denny Green because he came over in the contract. Same situation with J.J. Reddick. You need a shot maker. You need a shot maker. He's not as good as a shooter as J.J. Reddick, but, I mean, he's a veteran. Um, I think, again, if you talk about a Denny Green, Travis would have to do a good job on selling him, on playing on a non-contender. And a lot of, a lot of these moves, Travis is going to have to be the salesman. So um, I think Denny Green would be a, a, a um, would be a good guy to look at. Um, <laughs> and this last one is a personal favorite. I'm not even gonna lie, man. I, I just put his name up here because he's one of my favorite players in the league, and that is one Mr. Jamal Crawford. So my thing with Jamal Crawford is simply this: if you let Vince go, you can bring in Jamal Crawford to let him be the granddaddy of the team. I love Jamal Crawford. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm biased when it comes to Jamal Crawford. Mr. Crossover, the man still has gas in the tank. And I think, look, man, he's what? He's playing in Phoenix now? Like, he don't mind playing for, like, a non-contender. He is a pro's pro. Again, he's a shooter, man. He can give you, he can give you some, uh, he can give you some, uh, some, some solid minutes at two. Knock down shots, man. And I'm sure you could probably get him for the cheap. Um, I like the AV. Also, uh, shout out to my guy, uh, HO from the, uh, SRT Radio, man. He said Avery Bradley. I think Avery Bradley is a guy you can look at too. I didn't. I, he's not on my list. I haven't looked at the money, but I think Avery Bradley is also a guy uh, that is in play. Um, as far as the wings are concerned, looking at the small forwards position. So the small forward position is very unique because uh, two of your two of your guys who kind of play the wing, Justin Anderson and Vince Carter, are free agents. Um, Justin Anderson isn't really part of the rotation. Vince has been part of the rotation. I mean, even in uh, this is 20, 21, 21st year or something, um, he's been there as kind of like a, a father figure to the guys, and he's actually had a lot of good production this year. So when you look at the wings, you look at Torian Prince and you look at DeAndre Bembry. Torian Prince is an enigma. <laughs> and I mean that in a good and a bad sense. Like, he is Jekyll and Hyde. Torian Prince uh, he's entering his fourth season, and he will be a full-fledged vet. He he is a guy. He is a he is a scorer. He is a shot maker. He can do. He is also a guy that will drive you crazy with his defensive lapses, with his turnovers, with his ball stopping. So it's almost like for everything he does, there's something he does silly that you just like old oh, Torian like that. I almost started a hashtag of Otorian because he is that guy with so much promise, so much potential. But I like Torian. I like Torian. He's a good player. But, again, he's not necessarily one of Schlink's guys. I mean, Travis didn't, didn't draft him. So you have to look at the possibility of him maybe even being moved. Do I think he's going to be moved? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put percentages as being high, but I think it is a possibility. Um, could he be moved along with packs with Bays if they like one of these young swingmen coming out of the draft? If they draft a Cam Reddish or an R.J. Barrett or, or a guy that they really love at that swing position, he might be on the move with Bays. That is something that you have to take a look at because Travis Schlink is all about gathering assets 
and uh, seeing what he can get in return. Also, when you look at the wings, you got to talk about DeAndre Bemery. Bemery had his first full season injury-free, and that was the only knock on Bemery. That was the only knock on him. Uh, he was injury-free. The knock on him was uh, he can't stay healthy. This year, he improved his shot. His three-pointer looked a little bit better this year. Of course, toward the end, it kind of tail off. But uh, he's one of the best defensive guys on this squad. There's there's an argument that Bemery might have more value than Torian. Um, I mean, Bemery played a little bit of the point guard once they got rid of Jeremy Lin. So Bemery has a lot of value. However, Bemery has had a good season, not necessarily a great season. Uh, again, his shooting has cooled off. Uh, it, it, but it's been better than it was. It's been better than it was. There's still issues with the turnovers, but I like the Hawks. I think that the Hawks might be more interested or might be higher or more invested in Bemery than any other wing. That's no disrespect to Torian. That's kind of how I see it. So, uh, free agency uh, guys on my list. One, Mr. Darius Miller. So, Darius Miller plays in... Darius Miller plays in New Orleans. And again, I think everybody's going to try to get up out of New Orleans. <laughs> I think that everybody is going to be uh, up out of, they're going to try to get up out of New Orleans. Darius Miller is a assassin from the three-point line. He is an assassin. One good thing about Dorian, I mean, Darius is he's, I don't like to say he's a two-way player because everybody's supposed to play two ways. He's a great defender. He is an assassin from the three-point line, and he is a great defender. Another thing, he's averaging 8.3 points. He was kind of in and off as far as the starters uh, position as far as in, in uh, New Orleans. 8.3 points a game. He's only making $2.3 million this year. Throwing about 5 or $7 million, man, I guarantee you he can get to Atlanta. Furthermore, I know he's got family here because I work with his uncle. Big fan of Darius Miller, and I think that he would be great for this second unit. Um, yeah, but the thing is, don't bring him here if you're not going to pay, if you're not going to play. So I really like the Darius, Mer Darius Miller as far as, like, one of the targets. And um, I think that, um, you know, he, he, would, he would fit in pretty well with this squad. Um, my guy H.O. was saying Tobias Harris. Here's the thing about Tobias Harris. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure Travis would make a move for Tobias. Now, here's the thing. I think that Travis would definitely make a phone call. I think that he would definitely would make a phone call. But when it comes down to it, I don't think he would pull the trigger on his Tobias because I think that Tobias might be out of Travis's comfort range as far as the money is concerned. Because to me, Travis hasn't shown me that he's a big spender. And now he could buck the system this year because he has so much money to spend. He hasn't shown to me that he is going to be a big spender. Like, to me, Travis right now is a guy that is trying to accumulate assets, and he's trying to build from the ground floor. So I think Tobias Harris is a guy that he's going to look at. I think that he's going to give a call to Tobias. I just don't think that... Um, that uh, I, I don't think he's going to do that from a money standpoint. But again, I think he is going to be. I think he could be one of the targets, one of the top tier targets uh, as far as the Hawks are concerned. Um, when you look at our bigs, and, and in this system, you have your point guard, you got your two guards, which your two guard and your three guard, which are pretty much your wings, and then you have your bigs. And when I, so when I say bigs, I mean your power forward and your center position. 
So uh, when you look at the power forward position from the Hawks, uh, of course, the guy, John Collins, is the unquestioned guy at the forward position. This is the year, and I say this every podcast, this is the year that we look back and we say, oh, this is the year that John Collins became a 20 and 10 guy. That's who he is, man. He has to be a 20 and 10 guy moving forward. You can't go back now. Um, there still needs to be some development as far as his game is concerned, and that's that's that is a good problem to have. He's twenty and ten, and he still hasn't really found his niche offensively outside of lobs and you know breakaway dunks and hustle points. Um, but John Collins is unquestioned for it. Here's where it gets here's where it gets tricky. The five position you have Alex Lynn, who's under contract for next year. And assuming you don't pay Dwayne Dedman, um, Alex Lynn is, is going to be your starting center next year. So you have to look and you have to wonder, what does Travis Slink think Alex, Alex Lynn's value is? Alex Lynn has shown tremendous, tremendous potential, tremendous um, value as far as coming and um, just being um, an improved player this year. Um, and I'm going to say goodbye to my, my uh, IG stream that I'm streaming right now. Just going to stop that right there. Shout out to everyone that joined us on Instagram. I was going Instagram live. I'm going to shut this down real quick like. So, um, yeah. So Alex Lynn is a guy that you like. He's shown uh, improvement in rebounding. He's shown uh, 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 an improvement in three-point shots. And he's just shown all-around improvement. However... I'm not the sure. I'm not sure that he is the guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure that he is the guy at the five position for the future. I just, I'm just not sure. I can't say that unequivocally. He may be, but I just don't. I think you need more there. I think you need more. Um, also, as far as your bigs are concerned, you got Amari Spellman. He's a guy that the Hawks like. Uh, he's a guy that the Hawks like a lot because they kind of went up in. I feel that they kind of reached for Amari. I feel like if they wouldn't have grabbed him at that spot, he kind of would have been available later. But, I mean, he's a guy they like. I imagine he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Uh, with Spellman and Collins at the four, I don't imagine many minutes will be available at this position. So right here, you're probably looking at value guys to go provide depth. Uh, Miles Plumley, you have one more year, and I think they just tolerate him because he came over in the Dwight Howard trade, and they're just waiting till his contract falls off the books. <laughs> so you got to pay Plumlee for one more year. So here are the guys that I think could be a value. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is is he's a fourteen and seven guy this year, and he's making one point seven million dollars. Talented big, you might be able to get him for the cheap. Um, again, man, he's fourteen and seven. Man, he's only making a million dollar one point seven mil. Give him a call. You know, I think that he could add value. John Collins started the season in, uh, injured. You have to prepare yourself for if these guys get injured. What are you going to do? You don't want a huge fall off for when your stars get hurt. Another guy, Markeith Morris. He he is he is the other Morris twin. <laughs> he's averaging ten points a game. Uh, he's a shot maker. Uh, I think his biggest asset would be the edge that he would give this Hawks team from a personality standpoint. So when you're looking at free agents, when you're looking at guys who can provide value, it's not always how many points can they score. 
sometimes you need to add guys from a personality standpoint. And I think that he would be a guy that could add some toughness to this team, some personality, a little bit of swag. Um, this year he's only he, this year he's only making five hundred and seventy three thousand dollars. Like he's not even making a million dollars. You may even get Markeith Morris as far as uh, you know for the cheap. Another guy, Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor is a big that does the dirty work, man. He's a he's a um, think of Mike Muscala before you know <laughs> you know before Moose was Moose, the dirty guy, the hustle guy. He is the top five rebounder in this free agency class. He's a top five rebounder in this free agency class. He's getting paid next to nothing right now. And again, you don't need a top tier scorer at this position. You need somebody with good hands. You need somebody that can rebound, come off the bench, and be a force in the paint, pull down rebounds. I think Ennis Cantor would be uh, a great addition. Last but not least, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. Why not sign? Why not re-sign him? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, I think that you definitely have to have the conversation. I don't think that you just let him go. Um, he's coming off a two-year, fourteen million dollar contract. I would not overpay for Dwayne, but I imagine that he wants a better deal. I imagine that uh, he deserves a better deal. I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a three or four four-year deal. Maybe ten million a year, four years, forty million, or something like that, with some incentives. I would, I would be okay with that. Looking at the free agent prospects that are out there at the center position, if you look at the center position as far as free agents are concerned, it's not that much out there. <laughs> like for real, for real, it's really not that much out there. So I think Dwayne Dedman is definitely on the board as far as free agents are concerned. So. That is my wrap-up as far as free agent targets. Let me know what you think. Send me a tweet on Twitter. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook. SwingbyTheHawksBeat.com Let us know what you think as far as uh, who are some targets you think the Hawks should target. Um, this discussion is going to be ongoing, but I wanted to use this podcast as the beginning of the conversation in free agency. So. Um, that about wraps it up for uh, the Hogsbeat Podcast. I'd like to thank you guys for joining me this evening. This was fun. And uh, pretty soon, we're going to start looking at draft prospects. Uh, I have about five pages of notes that I've compiled thus far on guys that I am previewing for the draft, guys that I've been scouting, been watching video. Don't tell nobody on my job. <laughs> been watching video. I've uh, been reading scouting reports. And uh, we're going to go into this thing. We're going to jump into it and see which guys of uh, which of these college guys can add some value possibly to this Hawks team. So make sure, again, you guys check out the interview that we have with Trey Young's dad on GTR, GTRadio1100.com. Uh, thanks for supporting us on all of our social media platforms. And until next time, guys, we'll see you when we see you. Peace and love. of 
being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.